Welcome to Another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. This show was created to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and to make spiritual sense. Today on Go Beyond the Veil, we are delighted to have past life regression therapist and intuitive healer, Sandra Fisher, on our show. Sandra is an intuitive healer and hypnotherapist who specializes in past life regression therapy, a professional writer and consultant with a diverse background specializing in communications, people development, and optimizing organizational effectiveness. Her superpower is providing a safe space for people to heal and expand in all areas of their lives. Her healing arts practice, Sandra Fisher Healing Arts, located in Queen Anne, helps people move past the blocks and resistance that prevent them from growth and personal happiness using hypnotherapy and energy balancing. Sandra has a deep passion for understanding the human experience, especially relationships, and finding ways to make the world a kinder, gentler place. She also created Relationship Reveal, 64 Cards for Discovery, Skill Building, and Growth, a card game that gets to the heart of what matters in happy, healthy relationships. You may have seen her introduce it on New Day Northwest with Margaret Larson. And aside from her 25 years of experience working for large, well-known companies, including Microsoft, Amazon.com, and AT&T Wireless, she has even been known to help clear a spirit or two from homes all across the Seattle area. Reincarnation is the religious or philosophical belief that the soul or spirit, after biological death, begins a new life in a new body that may be human, animal, or spiritual, depending on the moral quality of the previous life's actions. When surveyed, the percentage of people who believe in reincarnation ranges from 12 to 44 percent, depending on the country. In the U.S., it's around 20 percent. Past life regression is a gentle form of hypnotherapy which takes an individual back through time to their previous lives of incarnations by accessing memories and experiences that are normally hidden in the subconscious mind. It is based on the premise that we unconsciously carry forward experiences, attitudes, and relationship dynamics from previous lives into our current lifetime. By bringing these memories into conscious awareness, we can release or diffuse the information uh, the energy and emotional blockages that keep us stuck. So stay tuned for more of this exciting show. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. 
Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to this episode of Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Join us here on KKNW every second Wednesday of each month. Also join us every second Sunday at noon on KBKW as we try to put your skepticism to rest and make spiritual sense. Today we have the pleasure of having past life regression therapist and intuitive healer Sandra Fisher on our show. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi, thanks for having me. This is exciting. It's so exciting to have you physically in the studio. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I'm not sure. I I was so excited to just get up and get dressed and have like some (laughs) place to go after over a year of not. Right. It seems like such an odd thing, doesn't it? It To leave the house. The parking lots are still a little empty, which is also a little bit odd to go someplace and there's still not many people there. But you still could have worn that Mickey Mouse onesie. (laughs) I would have let you. Eric would have loved it, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah, it was a client favorite over the uh, over the COVID period. <laughs> I have to say, everybody needs one. So let's uh, let's let's dive in. How long have you been doing this work? Well, I've been working with people development and their growth and expansion for about twenty five years, um, and I've been on a spiritual path for about that same amount of time. And and probably in the last decade, everything kind of converged, um, and that's when I really got into the spiritual side of how to help people grow and expand. And so I added to my toolkit the past life regression work and the hypnosis about five years ago. And it's really been an amazing, amazing experience working with people, taking it to a whole new, deeper level and just giving more options for, for someone to, uh, to grow and to learn about themselves and to see themselves through a different lens. It's been, it's been kind of amazing. So I know for myself, I was a skeptic of past lives. Were you ever a skeptic of past lives as well as past life regression therapy? You know, I, I, I actually never have been. I have been clairvoyant since I, my first clairvoyant memories were when I was three. And I've always been fascinated with the supernatural and things that are kind of different. Like I poured over books about the Bermuda Triangle when I was little. <laughs> and um, I've always had a sense that there's something bigger than we are. And then over time through going on a spiritual journey, you can start putting names and and to things that didn't make sense before. And now all of a sudden pictures become clearer. So I don't think I was ever really skeptical, but I was certainly delighted when I discovered it and found this whole thing that I'd been missing, these parts of myself. And And that it um, had a name. And it had a name. (laughs) And it was actually a thing. People did it. People studied it. There's, you know, parapsychology is actually a discipline in some universities. So it's, it's not just uh, a spiritual thing. It's actually, you know, being studied and learned and, about. And what was your first, your first personal experience like? Uh, it was incredible. So within minutes of going into the deeper state of trance, I could feel my throat start to close up. I could feel like a gurgling in there, and I could feel a discomfort in the back of my neck. So I actually felt it before I could see the images unfold in front of me. Um, and that was the most amazing part was the physical sensation of mm-hmm. being in the moment and then seeing what the moment was, which in my ex- that experience was I was a Native American person, uh, a female, and I was riding on the back of a horse. And the image kind of un- unfolded so slowly. Um, and I was in the process of dying, actually, because I'd been hit in the back of the neck with an arrow. Mm. So I was sitting on the back of the horse and I, there was someone in front of me. And it turns out that person in front of me was someone who I'd had a relationship with in this life. And I looked out before I fell off the horse and died. I looked out to the group 
that had shot me in the back of the head, and it was actually my sister from this lifetime that shot me in the back of the neck. How nice of her. Yeah, it was an accident. <laughs> you guys thankfully. get along in this lifetime? A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of angst there. Little, well, you know, it was interesting because our relationship, we've always gotten along really well, but our relationship did get better after I saw it and we kind of worked it out. Like, it was an accident that she hit me with right. the arrow. She was a young, untrained warrior, and the arrow accidentally came off because I was actually from another tribe. So... I learned a lot of really interesting details through the experience. And that was what was amazing to me, too, was the richness mm-hmm. of the information that I was able to glean. Yeah, I'm curious, when you, when you saw them in this past life, how did you recognize them? It was a knowing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't. There was, you know, I mean, um, when we see people energetically, we will often put the face that we know on them. But it's their energy, actually, that we know, not necessarily their physical appearance. It's just the way our conscious mind in this lifetime can process it. So I just knew it was her, just like the person sitting in front of me on the horse. I knew who that was. And so that's one of the things that when you use past life regression tools, you're also developing your knowingness, you're tapping into that intuition and you're showing yourself ways that you can know things that doesn't always have to be super tangible. We can really emphasizes that statement. Someone feeling like home, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is this is a great example of, you know, love at first sight. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes me believe, yeah, love at first sight can be true because this isn't, the, but it's not actually the first time you've <laughs> seen them. This is just, just carried the, over. Right? <laughs> this is just the first time you saw them this lifetime. You may have seen them dozens of lifetimes before because mm-hmm. we travel often in soul groups. And so this could be somebody... That's where the recognition comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And then you're picking up where you left off, in a sense. Um, In a sense, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're also bringing with it, you know, in terms of picking up where you left off, you're bringing some of those old emotions, old behavior patterns, trauma. um, Because, you know, we may not always have been nice to each other in some of those past lives. We may have had conflicts and disagreements and things that we have now brought forward into this lifetime and don't know necessarily what where they come from in this lifetime but they came from they came from the past Mm -hmm. so So how would you explain our ability to access our past lives um when we get past our conscious mind uh, we can access a whole different level of information a whole different universe i mean it's it's really vast so when we train our minds to begin to operate differently and to see things differently we tap into our knowingness um, the really the vastness of the universe is open to us. We can begin to look on many, many different levels um, beyond just what our conscious mind will let us see. And do you think um, that information is stored in our energy and our consciousness, or it's actually stored somewhere else when you're tapping into it? Um, it, it it's the energy and the, the consciousness is in our physical bodies here, yep. but there is also part of us that are up in the astral, which is, the way that we travel between planes. Um, And so when we are no longer embodied here, our energy goes up and goes into the astral until we decide to go somewhere else with it. But there's always part of us that's an anchor up there. So it's stored in our energy fields. And why do you think hypnotherapy is such a great gateway to explore past lives? Uh, Because it takes us past that conscious filter. The conscious filter is enormously powerful and it protects us. Our mind is is an amazing thing. It can protect us from things we don't want to see, things we don't want to experience again, pain and suffering. Um, But it also, in doing so, can protect us and prevent us from seeing good things, Um, can prevent us from seeing, you know, and learning about wisdom that we already know. Um, Or that you're not ready to know yet. Or you're not ready to know yet, right. Yeah. So it's a great protective mechanism. Yeah, Yeah. so then why do you think our past is normally obscured from us? Um, Well, I think... One of the primary reasons is really to focus on the present moment. So most of the time, we need to have our point of focus be right here, right now. Um, And all of that information, it can be vastly overwhelming. I mean, imagine if you just take how much we know in this lifetime and then compound that, (laughs) you know, many, many, many lifetimes over. That's that's a vast amount of information. And just like our minds in the present moment, we don't need all of the information that we have in our head to survive every day. We just sort of set some of that aside on a shelf and we go back and get it out of the library when we need it, open the book, go back to it. 
um, that's how we can kind of look at past lives. It's just part of the vast library of information that comprises who we are. So sometimes when we want to go back and look at a past life, we go check out the book, <laughs> open it up, say, oh, wow, chapter 14 is really fantastic. I learned a lot. Close the book up, put it back on the shelf and, you know, incorporate that knowledge and carry on. So yeah. it can help improve the present moment. And that's a, a main reason of why to do it. Yeah, I think in some ways it gives you a, a clean slate. So if somebody wronged you in the past mm-hmm. and you actually come in contact with that person again, the energy may carry forward, but the situation is totally different. Right. Right. And so you can kind of work through it. Mm-hmm. If you had to carry all that knowledge forward, you might not even you know, engage with that person in this lifetime. So, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and I I like how you said, too, I think it's important to understand that each past life isn't some nonsensical version of us. Like, it all makes sense. It's all a facet of who we are today, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that we can go back and just pull from each past life to gain or bring in the wisdom that we need in this lifetime. Correct. Right. Now, if I could just figure out how to bring in how I used to play piano or speak <laughs> French, um, that's that's something I've been like really noodling over and working on is like, okay, not just like the smart things that I know, but how do I like do uh-huh. some of those other things that are skills and talents? And, so something about putting it under your pillow. I don't really know how that would work with your piano, but you know. <laughs> exactly. So what is the process that you use in past life regression therapy? Um, so I do two different things. Um, I'm and it really depends on what the client is looking for. Um, so I have one way which is more me-driven. So I use my intuitive skills to read them. I read their energy. And usually um, it comes up in the context of uh, energy balancing and clearing. Um, and I'll see energy imprints um, or patterns on someone's in someone's energetic field. I'll see contracts or agreements that they've made in past lives that are kind of coming up now because they don't serve them anymore. So in that way, I can read the energy. I can go back into that past life. I can describe it to the client what I'm seeing. And so that's really me-driven. And I engage them in the process. So when I'm clearing the energy for them, I ask them, do you want to release this contract? Are you ready? Or is this energy still serving you? Do you want it to stay there? Do you want to let it go? So I'll use techniques to get them involved in the process so that they're really empowered to both learn how to feel their own energetic field, but then also how do they then release and let go? So I'm a really big believer in, in people developing their own set of tools mm-hmm. um, to do these things for themselves on part of their own journey. Um, the second way, which is um, I think much more client-driven, is they come to me with something that they want to solve, like my, you know, I've got a pain in my hip or something along those lines, or I'm having difficulty in my relationships. And so you know, we go into a, a deeper meditative state and then I guide them on a journey. So the journey is really theirs, and they're seeing it more because they're in, you know, they're, they're going below the conscious level. They're seeing it and feeling it and experiencing it. Sometimes, you know, they can feel the cold of the snow or the heat of the sun. They can smell where they are. They can smell flowers or food. Um, and so the experience becomes much more theirs, and I'm just there as a guide. And, you know, we travel different paths and they see different things and they experience different things. And I, I, it's amazing to me every single time the subconscious mind knows exactly where to go. So that we'll go in, the client has an intention, here's what I want to look at, and we'll get in there and exactly the thing that they need, even if it wasn't what they thought they needed, right. <laughs> their, mind, their mind then says, hey, this is actually what you need. And... Here's where we're going to go. And so we eventually get where we're, where we're going to go. But the mind is so powerful. It knows exactly where to take you. And I find that's true. I feel like with my clients with hypnosis, mm-hmm. they come in, I have them list an issue, but I tell them right away, we may not even go here. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Your subconscious yeah. has a whole other agenda for have you. Have a plan. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, have absolutely. a plan. And sometimes it's not yours. Yeah. I'm right? curious if you could talk more about the 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 work that you're seeing in terms of the energy, like energy contracts, what is that experience like for you? Is that, as you described before, kind of like a knowing that you're seeing energy, but it's not a picture and you just somehow, it all just comes together. And like you, what and clarities you, come in for you? Yeah, yeah, what's that process like? It's, it's actually both for me. So I'll see it. And sometimes I'll see the geography where it is on the body and in the energy field. Um, you know, some of these contracts, it's interesting they get tucked under organs, like I'll find something under someone's liver or behind their heart 
Um, it can be in lots of different places. And so I'll see it and then I'll feel it. And when I l- look into it, then I, the knowingness comes in because then it tells me what it is and what it's there for. So maybe you made a contract with somebody that you were going to be their servant in a previous life. And the contract expired in that lifetime, but it's still operating in your energy field. Because you married them. Right. In this lifetime. Yep. And so you still are carrying forward that subservient behavior. Um, So it's holding you back from actually reaching your full potential in a relationship because you won't let yourself go there because I'm supposed to be the servant. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really helpful when we remove those types of contracts and agreements that no longer serve. Um, and some of them can be thousands of years old. We've carried them forward over many, many lifetimes. I mean, I've removed some really antique stuff from my body. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find that some people don't want to let go of the contract as they're afraid that they that will mean letting go of that person in the, this lifetime? Yeah, yeah. I've I've come um, come up with people who they're like, we start to remove it, and they're like, no, no, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. And so they consciously make the decision to keep it. And eventually, you know, what, what I do with people is we'll go through a process of, okay, we're not have to do something with it right now, but let's, let's just take it out of your energy field. So we'll work to, to move it off of them so they can see the contrast of what does it feel like to have it? And then what does it feel like to not have it anymore? And oftentimes then they'll be sort of like, oh, okay, this feels better. And then they'll just let it sit there. I'm like, you don't have to pick it up. You don't have to do anything with it. And they're like, Often, most often by the end of the session, they're like, yeah, I think I can get rid of that now. So we'll <laughs> set it on fire, chop it up. I mean, we'll do whatever they want to do with it. Like they tap into their own knowingness. What right. am I going to do with this thing? Um, and that can be really powerful. Uh, but it's, it's, it's helping people through that fear of, of letting go because we do, you know, we get attached to things. These are ways that we've operated for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, Do you ever have clients question the experience and whether it's valid? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, infrequently. So I think more on the front end, they're like, ah, I don't know if this is true or not. And, you know, some people <laughs> will want to come and they're like, I'll just explore this. And, um, but then once they go through the experience, I have very few people that say, oh, I, I don't know what that was. Because they can tell that it's not a story that they're making up. Um, but there are people, I mean, they're like, was that just a story I made up mm-hmm. in my head? And it's like, well, what does your knowingness tell you? And they can feel it. Sometimes they can verify facts and data that come up in the, in the past life. But in the end, I try to remind them the point is not whether the story was true or not true, but how do you bring it back to the present life and how does it change things for you here? What does it do to relieve you or grow you or expand you or to, to heal you some, in some way in this life? So it becomes almost irrelevant. Is that true or it's not true? Because mm-hmm. it, it, what's the impact that it has here? Because it's here and now is really only where it matters. Yeah, is the information helping you? Yeah. Yeah, regardless if you felt like the experience was real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And an impact on your current relationships. I imagine you have a lot of clients that come back and say, oh, my relationships improve, mm-hmm. right? They do. I mean, and they, they, even if it's only for them internally, a sense of relief or a shift of a behavior pattern or something that caused them anxiety so they come to their relationship more relaxed, um, more open to being in that space, not afraid. And that is, that is a really powerful thing for people is to let go of that anxiety. Yeah, I did a past life regression session with Sakura, actually. And <laughs> for me, I'm not really a visual person. And so the experience, that's where I was kind of not having crystal clear images, but I am a feeling person. Mm -hmm. So I could feel a lot in my body. And that's really what helped me to feel like it was a valid experience. And of course, the knowledge that I was coming back with, like you said, like the understandings and how that related to my current situation. So was this the Pharaoh past life? I I don't know. I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, with that, we're going to take a break. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries. 
without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook as well as Instagram, and check out our podcast on SoundCloud. Today we have the pleasure of having past life regression therapist and intuitive healer, Sandra Fisher, on our show. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines now. We've got Maria on the line from Kirkland. Maria, are you there? I am. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. So what is the issue or concern that you're struggling with? Um, the main concern is uh, I am feeling frustrated in my job and I'm ready to retire, but I still have two years and um, I just I feel like there's something else I want to be doing, but I really can't. I'm so close to retirement that I would lose a lot by leaving now. So I just wonder if this has to do with past lives or something not following my purpose. Or All right. Well, I'm going to just um, show you what popped right up in my head. Um, and in terms of past lives, since that's what we're talking about today, that's what's coming up is I'm just going to go with it. Um, at some in, in in this particular past life, there was an actual tropical island involved, and um, kind of living in a in a remote place. I'm just letting it come. Uh, you lived in a remote place and were kind of disconnected and separated from people. And what it looks like is there might be some anxiety and fear around separating from a group or a tribe because that's what it's looking like here is that you were you were kind of separated from the larger group of people in this place and so it sounds like there might be some some anxiety or fear, or fear around separating hmm. okay i got part of it um if you'd like to actually contact me off um after the after the show 
Uh, you can reach me at sandrafisherhealer at gmail.com. And, okay. um, and we can spend a few minutes and explore this a little bit further so you can hear me better. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. All right. So why do you believe it's important to explore our past? Uh, I think there's layers of this. One is, you know, it can help us better understand what we're doing in our present life and, and give us some context for choices that we're making. For example, in almost all of the past lives that I go back and look, I'm a healer. I work in some capacity with um, medicinal arts or healing and caretaking for people. So it's a really common theme for my life and, and its relationships were so important to me. Um, and it also helps us to see the bigger picture of who we are and all the wisdom that we know and, and for us to know that we have so much more of ourselves we can access. And I think even the bigger picture than that is that really the highest level of consciousness, which is just the vast uh, vastness of the universe. We're not the only energies around. Um, it gives us some comfort that this life isn't the only game in town. Like once, you know, if we don't do it right this time, there isn't another go around. And it's like, well, actually, yeah, if you want there to be, there can be a lot of go arounds. Mm -hmm. um, and so it kind of takes the pressure off of the here and now um, is that, yeah, if I totally screwed things up and this time I get to go choose and do it differently, I can also choose different paths in this lifetime. So it's really empowering. Um, and it, it just also trains us to use our consciousness in a more powerful way. You know, that like, there's more to our brain than just kind of looking at things through a singular lens. And kind of relieving some of that anxiety, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, and I think uh, um, with our last caller, Maria, that sometimes we have these feelings, right? And we mm -hmm. have these perceptions of our current situation, and we don't know why. Well, the fact that she called, <laughs> I do feel it's past life related, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, then, but then you can go back to these past lives, and then you can have some validation of, oh, this really makes sense that this situation is contributing to why I feel this way in this moment. Because sometimes when we look at our current situation, and the circumstances, we just don't know how that adds up to having this feeling. Right. And so I love that. We feel crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I never, I feel, never like feel crazy. <laughs> so what are some unusual reasons people come to you for past life regression? I think one of the most fun ones was uh, I have a client who writes historical fiction. And she wanted to go back and explore past lives um, to get a more authentic feel for the time and place that she was writing about. And so that was hugely fun because it really was all about fun. Like, okay, take, take me back to a <laughs> lifetime when around this approximate time frame. And so it was really valuable for her to actually be able to feel and see, taste, experience, you know, the whole, that whole time period. That's awesome. Well, we have another caller on the line. So let's go ahead and take Darcy from Haynesville. Darcy, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi, Hi Darcy. There. What is Hello. your question for... Sandra. Well, I I was just listening to your program and I've always really enjoyed it. I um I am interested in possibly a past life input or the the medical intuitive from from any of you actually. I um I've had a lot of chronic pain for many many years and I pretty much was feeling better and then it has started up again and it's it's really bad and all all over my body, and I would love some input as to what that source could be and, and how I can help my situation to feel better. I think maybe we could both answer this question um, if you want to. Well, I was going to ask what was happening when that pain started up again for you. Well, you know, I've started being a lot more physically active, so I was swimming laps, and I went for a long bike ride. I started a new diet. Um, and emotions started coming up, and and then I I just I don't know why it started, but it's 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 pretty bad. And so I've started trying to eat an anti-inflammatory diet, and um, I'm going to go see some body workers. But I just I keep getting the feeling that I do avoid it of doing my own personal work. I, I would just mm -hmm. like any input, any of you, have. if it, if it is physical or it's an emotional or if it's past life or it's a mix, I'd really appreciate any input. It would take uh, a little longer to explore the depth of what's coming to me. But what I'm seeing is that there's a cabin 
um, sometime in the 1800s, in the earlier side of the 1800s, and you were pretty isolated in the cabin and um, were in a lot of pain in the cabin. Somehow you had gotten injured, um, but you had, it's hard to say right away, like whether it was a voluntary or kind of almost involuntary choice to live so isolated in this cabin, but it's, it seems like you really struggled there physically because um, you were having to kind of eke out survival in in that place. I don't know. What do you think? I'm also picking up on this unworthiness and this desire to suffer. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just what you know, uh-huh. and it's, it's where you've been. And a lot of your past lives revolve around that, like the one that Sandra's picking up. So it's just stepping into being worthy of it, being worthy of this new you, right? Yeah. Are you picking okay. up anything else? Yeah, I'm, because, I'm yeah that's, that's interesting because I started just, I felt like I was in such a powerful place and no pain and feeling just really happy. And and then it something hit me again and I don't, you know, it's it's a mystery to me. And, and maybe it was old emotions coming back up that I need to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean when I look when I look at the at the cabin and your reason for being out in the cabin and so isolated, it's it was almost when I said voluntary or involuntary, it it almost looks like it was more voluntary, like it was almost self imposed isolation, um, and there was some shame wrapped up in there that something must have happened or may have happened that created that created that those sets of emotions for you that you're almost self imposed exile in this cabin. You were going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I think when we decide to really engage in life, we're telling the universe that we're ready, and then these issues start to come up. And so, right, obstacles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's what I got. It, it's just that it's so hard for me to look. Yeah, I started having my emotions coming up when I started, you know, not emotionally um, doing therapy with food. So yeah. I wasn't, you know, and so then I was like, eating really a clean diet, and then these emotions came up, and I started going, okay, this is an invitation to do some personal work, and then I kind of sabotaged it, and then I've been in a lot of pain ever since, and then that's, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's just an indicator to, to look closer at it and to, and to really dive deep into that emotional work. And take that opportunity, which sounds like you are, which is great. Well, I haven't. I I. I'm dancing around it. <laughs> yeah, nope. I keep getting that I should be. But yeah, it sounds like it. No more dancing. <laughs> well, you can dance. I mean, let her dance, <laughs> but in other ways. <laughs> yeah, dancing raises your vibrational level. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, as long as you can safely do it. Sometimes I fall over. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Darcy. Yes, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for your input. I really appreciate it. Nice Take care. You. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So when we come in with different lifetimes, do we come in with a certain tribe that we belong to? Well, we typically travel in soul groups. Um, sometimes we can occasionally switch soul groups, and sometimes we do make agreements with other people in other soul groups to help us out. We have guides um, and people who we make agreements before we come into this lifetime to, to do certain things for us because we determine, here's the kind of experience I want to have. It's it's almost like, hey, I want to go to Italy and I'd like to do some wineries and maybe go down to the coast. So um, when we make our plans to come down, you know, we decide who we're going to travel with and what we're going to do there. So oftentimes the people that are coming into our lives are people that we have made agreements with that you're going to we're going to we're going to meet up at this intersection and we're going to do this <laughs> thing now. So. And how big do you think that circle is? Oh, that's actually a tough question to answer. I think it can be pretty, both small and large. I mean, I think there's probably a, a smaller core group of people. And then we have lots of people that are are kind of on the fringes of that. But it's really interesting. There are a lot of documented cases. I mean, Brian Weiss, that was one of the his first cases. He's one of the big past life regressionists um, in the United States. And um, people who come and you get, you do a regression with two separate people and they come at the same experience with their individual perspectives. And it's even weirder when those people don't know each other, but they have a common regression therapist that is getting this experience with this person and this experience with this mm. person. And it's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. These two people knew each other. It's like so magnets. It's like magnets, yeah. 
Yeah, don't you ever get sick of the same people? <laughs> eternity after eternity? Not when you, uh, not when they get to change up so frequently. I was, I was thinking about past lives like a, or, or how we evolve is like we each have a closet and we have a bunch of outfits in the closet and you get to go in and try on an outfit, wear it for a while, have lots of experiences mm-hmm. and then you go back in and take a nap in the closet. You pull another outfit out, go out and wear it. And then every once in a while you want to go back out and you pull the outfit out and you're like, oh, this thing happened in this outfit. Now I, maybe I need to remember it and, and wear it again. Okay. Yeah. Look at the pictures in the photo album from when you had that on. So similar to an outfit, I've been told myself that I will morph into a different face. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that with your clients as oh, well? Oh, yeah. I mean, their voice will change. Um, their facial expressions will change. Their body language shifts and changes. Um, as they take on their different exterior affect related to the person that they were in that particular lifetime. You can see them like if it's somebody who was a, a bigger, bolder personality, they'll, they'll physically get bigger in the chair. Or if they're kind of a little meeker, shy, maybe abused or beaten down, they'll, they'll curl into themselves almost mm-hmm. um, as they're going through the pain of reliving that particular trauma. It's fascinating. It is. <laughs> Yeah. So why do you think it's important to explore the last death that you may have experienced? Because I think it, it gives us an opportunity once we've gone through the death process to really evaluate why did we choose to come in this lifetime so we can look at our life purpose. Um, what choices did we make? Why did we make those choices? But for me, particularly the first time I experienced it and then subsequently with almost every client I've taken through the process, it gives you a really peaceful sense of, of death and dying. You know, a lot of us have this fear of dying. And when we see that it's kind of, I don't want to diminish it because there's a lot of grief and emotions associated with it. But when we see that it's kind of not that hor- tragic of an ordeal, that it's actually quite peaceful and almost lovely. And then we return, we may be leaving some souls on, on planet Earth. But when we go into the astral, we're rejoining other people that we loved, grandparents, brothers, sisters, children, yeah. friends. Um, there's some joy in, in that reunion up there. And it, we're going to a really happy, lovely place. Magical place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, we're going to take another break. But everyone stick around for more Go Beyond the Veil. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. 
That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Welcome back to another Love from the Hip presents Go Beyond the Veil. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, intuitive energy healer, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Today, we have the pleasure of having past life regression therapist and intuitive healer, Sandra Fisher, on our show. All right, let's talk about soul retrieval. Can you explain a, bit, a little bit about what that is and what is the difference between past life regression and soul retrieval? Well, past life regression is really when we go back just for the purpose of, of looking at a pa- and exploring a past life. And at times you can do, you know, soul retrieval will come up and that is a therapeutic modality. But sometimes, you know, you'll hear somebody say, well, it's, I lost my innocence or I lost my sense of play or... You know, I, I don't have this part of me, and insert whatever part that might be in the, in the blank. Um, and when that happens, that's often a trigger for me to say, okay, let's maybe go look and do some soul retrieval. Where did you, you know, when we, in trance, we'll go back and we'll recollect, we'll collect that part and reintegrate it back in the person. So when we experience trauma, whether it's in this lifetime or others, little parts splinter off of us um, as a protective mechanism uh, for our emotions and so it's really about going back and collecting those parts and reintegrating them into the whole so that we can reconnect with our sense of play or our sense of innocence or trust, whatever we might have lost. Mm-hmm. Is it a similar technique and process with just a different goal? Uh, yeah, it's, it, there, there's similarities to it for sure. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of just about the technique. Um, and it's a really an integration a, technique. An intention. An intention, yeah. So I have to ask you, do you believe all of our past lives are here on this planet? No. (laughs) I can speak from my own personal experience that I have a number of what I, you know, I think of, of, I call them study abroads, um, where I have not been in this, on this plane. I've been in a different dimension entirely. Um, And they're harder to describe because we don't have there's, we don't have a language for it exactly, mm-hmm. um, but the feeling of it and the knowingness of that experience and integrating the knowledge of that experience because we learn different things. We, they often are vibrating and existing at a higher level than we are. And so when we go there, there's a lot that we can bring back, a lot of knowledge um, and experience. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, I always ask myself, so if, if we can go to these higher planes of existence with higher levels of consciousness, why do we choose to come back to this reality? Uh, we learn a lot here. And I think that we also could come back and be teachers. Right. Yeah. And so we're... Elevate this planet. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, is where we're rising. Our consciousness level is, is as a whole rising. The vibrational level of the planet is rising. And so it's forcing everyone to expand and that's why you know there's a lot more people who are doing this work which is fantastic a lot more people with you know yoga and and really studying the deep parts of yoga is is becoming more common and more popular so people are really getting in touch with that and it's becoming a more common language Mm -hmm. um so yeah and i think at the same time as them as they're trying to grow just as you know, Darcy was experiencing, we then have these obstacles arise mm-hmm. and these emotions and yeah. triggers and traumas, all the fun stuff. The fun stuff. And that's <laughs> why we do the work that we do is we help people remove those blocks. Right. You know, we give them a safe space to do that. Mm-hmm. So do you think we eventually reach a point where we don't incarnate anymore or on this earth? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I know that there are there are there is energy out there that hasn't re, hasn't incarnated for a very very long time. They're highly evolved, um, very enlightened beings, and they don't incarnate very often. Um, my own personal experience with my soul group is I apparently drew the short stick, and or the short straw, oh, and sorry. I incarnate a lot <laughs> apparently. And they're like, "You're going to go learn this for the rest of us," and I'm like, "Really? Do I have?" You've to? been around the planet. I've been around the planet a lot. And so I've, you know, I've in session, I've gone and I've talked to my soul group about this and it's all pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. I drew the short straw. You're just good <laughs> at your job. So. <laughs> so how often should we be exploring our past lives? As often as you want to. Um, I think it's fun. I think there are people out there. I enjoy 
just being a past life explorer and what can I learn from it? What can I just learn about myself? But I think it's a great place to start when we're having experiences in our present lives where, hey, maybe this is where this came from. So as often as you're called to do it. Yeah. Um, and have you explored with your family too? I have some of them. Some of them I don't want to actually. Um, <laughs> it's a choice. But my daughter and I have incarnated together a lot and we have a really tight bond. And so she was 10 days old when the first channeler told me about our 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 most recent, one of our most recent past lives. And that's been an exploration for both of us because it was a pretty intense experience. And so we're processing a lot of that now. Mm-hmm. Has she done some of this work? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So she's seen it from her side. I've seen it from mine. Um, and it's it's been pretty powerful and insightful for both of us. That's great. Yeah. So how can our listeners book a session with you or learn more about you? They can look at my website, um, which is sandrafisherhealingarts.com. Or they can send me an email at Sandra Fisher, Fisher with a C, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, healer at gmail.com. And what's your deck called again? Relationship Reveal. And where can they find that? On Amazon. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here today. Oh, my gosh. This was such a fun conversation. Yeah, so I much. love it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have the best energy. It's amazing. It's oh, awesome. We could probably you. just talk about this subject for hours. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you again, and thank you to Eric, our super-duper producer, KKNW and KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, as well as you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast, Go Beyond the Veil, anywhere you can find podcasts. And did you love the show? Let us know. Follow us and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and tell your friends. You can find me at sakurasutter.com. You can find me at roryreich.com. Tune in every second Wednesday of each month here on KKNW at 2 to 3 p.m., and on every second Sunday on KBKW at 12 to 1 p.m. for more Go Beyond the Veil, where we make spiritual sense. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289.